I got spoiled. I had you close by yesterday. Tomorrow is regular, but Friday is going to be interesting. Because um, Friday's Purim, and so I don't know when the Megillah readings will be over and which ones I'll be at. But I'll attempt to do the early morning one, and after the, after the early morning Megillah, I'll attempt to do the Duff. Um, and so you could try to click in live. I'll definitely be there. I just can't guarantee it'll be the same time. Uh, but if, if it's not live, it'll definitely be up on the podcast, Mertzashim. Okay. So... We are on Sadi Hey Amid Aleph, and we're finishing up the last few details of the Pesach Sheni, uh, learning what's it all about. This, uh, these, these years, we don't really celebrate it much because we don't have Pesach Rishon, and in order to remember Pesach Sheni, there's a custom to eat a minig to eat some Pesach food on a month later. But uh, the question is, what was the Pesach Sheni really like? What did they, what's the difference? Uh, what did they do on Pesach Sheni? So let's begin. Ma bein Pesach Rishon l'Sheni. What's the difference between the first one and the second one? Some people couldn't get to the first one. So what do they do for the second one? Saharishon in the first one, bal yirah, bal yimatzah. You're not allowed to own any chametz. You got to clean your whole house. You got to go through your kitchen. You got to get rid of. You can't be seen or found any chametz. You got to. You got to get rid of all your chametz. You got to sell it. You got to dispose of it. We all know about Pesach Rishon, but the good news is for Pesach Sheni, chametz umatza imo babayis. You're allowed to have chametz in your home. Isn't that interesting? In other words, it's not a. It, it's it's a Pesach Sheni as far as the seder, as far as going to the Beis Hamikdash and eating the korban Pesach, but in your home, you got bagels at home. Harishon, Pesach Rishon, Toin Halabachilaso. At the Seder, when you eat the Pesach, you have to sing the Halal. That's part of the eating of the Pesach. Vahasheni, but the makeup, Enu Toin Halabachilaso. Interesting, when you eat the Korban, the, the second Seder, so to speak, the Seder, the second time around, we don't sing Halal. I don't know if that's like a penalty, like you miss out on the Halal or what. We'll have to see why. But both of them, Toin Halabachilasin, when you process the korban. When you bring the korban, you do say halal. That's part of the bringing of the... Um, there's a question, really. What is the korban Pesach? What kind of offering is it? Is it a uh, Thanksgiving offering? Is it a peace offering? Is, what category is it? Uh, but one thing that's... Uh, I'm not answering that question because it's its own category. It's a korban Pesach. But the idea that you say halal when you do it it means that it's a way of, you know, we were slaves and we were freed and, and we have this relationship with Hashem. So it's a, it's a time of praise. That, that's, the, that's the goal of the, of the offering. Okay. And the second Seder also, second Pesach, uh, also has to be roasted. You've got to do the shawarma thing. You've got to put it on the spit. And al matzah samurah, same menu. You've got to have the matzah and the mur. And vidokha sashabas. So, so far, it's very much the same as the first one. So we've had two rules so far. One is that you don't have to get rid of all the bread in your house. I'm sure the women will be very happy. I mean, you imagine if they'd have to do Pesach all over again a month later. It wouldn't be fun. Uh, and then also we don't have the halal at the meal. Okay, let's see the Gemara. Tana Rabbanit. Our rabbis learned. So how do we know what, what Pesach Sheni... Uh, I keep calling it Pesach, yeah, Pesach Sheni. Uh, it's not the second Seder, but it's the, the second Pesach. How do, how do you know what it looks like? So it says, You should do it like the original. This is the Pasuk. 
it says, do it according to all of the statutes, even the stuff we don't understand, whatever the rules were for the first Korban Pesach, do for the second. So what is that teaching us? It's telling us about everything that's involved in the body of the Pesach, uh, in the bringing of the Pesach, in the eating of the Pesach. Those are the same. But what about not the Korban Pesach itself, what about what you eat with the Pesach? How do you know those are the same? In other words, that's the Korban Pesach. But how do you know you have to have matzah morer? <laughs> how do you know you just have to say the manishtana? How do you know you got the whole Seder? So uh, actually, I don't, I'm not even sure that the, the, the Seder has to do with the mitzvah of, Hag- of Haggadah. We, we're not talking about that yet. But um, how do you know that the dishes that you eat with the matzah, that you have to have the morer sandwich? How do you know? It says that by the Pesach uh, Sheni also. Uh, I think that's the Pesach by Pesach Sheni. Um, so y- either that or, or, or we... So it's only by, by the first one. I think it's just... Yeah. No, that is the Pesach Sheni. Oh, that is the Pesach Sheni? Okay. So uh, I would have thought uh, Filu, um, we were just debating that. Maybe it's by the first one and it implies both. Or uh, that, that's what that's what we're Is it brought by Pesach Shani? It should be written by Midbar. Where is that Pesach from? It says by Midbar. By Midbar Tess. Yeah, that's Pesach Shani. That is Pesach Shani. Okay. So uh, now, so so far it's it's identical. We have the first Pesach telling you that it's a repeat. And we have the second Pasuk that you have the same side dishes, that you have the same matzah and mora with the Korban Pesach. So if that's true, uh, I would say, a filo mitzvah gufo. I would have said, uh, maybe um, the stuff that doesn't have to do with the, the Seder itself, but it has to do with your house. Maybe you have to get rid of the chametz. Tamalomer, etzem lo sishru bo. It says no. It then emphasizes... Don't break any bones. The examples of Pesach Sheni all have to do with the meal. Things that have to do with the goof of the Korban Pesach. I've called Mitzvah Sheba Gufa. So, um, again, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about, about those Limudim, but we learned that it only Pesach Sheni doesn't have to do with getting rid of chametz in your house. It doesn't have to do with getting rid of leavening. It doesn't have to do, it has to do with the, the meal, the Korban Pesach eating the matzah in Mark. Isi ben Yehuda Omar, he disagrees. He says, uh, he's learning from a little different. He says, Yasu oso ben mitzvah shubagufa kasem He says that when it says, Yasu oso, so um, he's, he's learning from a different Pasuk. Um, it says, you will, it's referring to the Korban Pesach. We'll see in a minute how, how he comes out a little different. Omar Mar, yocho af mitzvah gufa. So now we're going back and looking at the first uh, Taner Rabbanan that we just learned. So we said, I would have thought that if you got to do, it's just like a Pesach. So maybe even it applies to something not on your body, again, in your house. Ha'amris mitzvah shebegufa kastam The wording is funny here, because first we said we're talking about the mitzvah of Korban Pesach. And that's the, the reference in the Torah to Pesach Sheni is only about the food, is only about the offering. It doesn't mention it at all about having chametz in your house. So once we said that, why would I say, I would have thought, we just said it only applies to here. What does it mean? 
why would I have said, uh, Omar Mar Yochel, I would have thought mitzvah shalom al-gufa. We just said the Pasuk tells you that it only applies to the mitzvah shiva gufa. So we need some explanations. So the more answers, hachikamar. You're right. This is what it means to say. This, uh, we're missing a few words, again, which is relatively common. The Mishnayis were written sometimes uh, without the explanation or missing a few words. Hachikamar, this is what it means to say. So once the Torah tells you that the menu for this for the stack Pesach Sheni is the same that you gotta eat it matzah and you gotta eat the more with your Pesach Sheni. And, and it's interesting, you're eating matzah even though you didn't clear the chametz out of your house. Uh Alma Yasu Oso. So what you see from here that when it says make it the same, it's Lavdafka. Um it's not exactly the same. Um so what is it? I Ema, maybe the way I should understand it is have a that first the Torah was specific and then it was general, meaning that it, first we were very specific. Pesach Sheni only applies to the food and then we're more general. Uh, well, just do it, which makes it seem most of our prat. And once you have a general after a specific, in other words, if at first we're only talking about the meal, but then you have a more general term, then I would have said komili. The, the standard way of learning is that once you say that it applies beyond the meal, maybe everything, maybe Pesach Sheni, you got to clean the whole house again and get rid of all the chametz again, and maybe everything. So that's what Kamash Balon, that no, uh, that we don't say like that. So Isi ben Yehuda, um, uh, in other words, the, the question was, what was the tension in the psukim? And the Morris said that it only refers to the Pesach. Uh, and then it says, well, maybe it refers to something else. So we're explaining because I might have thought it's a Klal Prat, and Kamash Malan, it's not a Klal Prat. Isi ben Yehudis, hi etzim my avidle. What does he do with this Pesach that seems to emphasize uh, that it's, we learn out from the bones, that, uh, that the laws of cooking have to be the same. You can't break the bones. So, mi boile le'echad etzim she'esh bomoach ve'echad etzim she'ein bomoach. He learned, and actually we had quoted it in the past, there's a debate about which bones you're not allowed to break. So he learns it doesn't make a difference if it has... So obviously um, you don't break... Uh, uh, the question was to break a bone to get to the marrow. And we had quoted the Sefer Echinach that tonight we're wealthy, we don't have to break the bones, there's more food. So, uh, but, so then it would only apply to a bone that you're breaking in order to suck out the marrow. What if you want to just break a bone because it's in the way? So you'd be allowed. So, but he learns that you're not allowed to break any bones. Rabbanu, uh, what did they do with that pasuk? Me boy They say it's an interesting halacha that pesach rishon we had according to most opinions. If a person can eat the whole lamb, or at least if they can eat a kazayas, you can shecht uh, one whole korban pesach on one person. A person can have his own private seder. Pesach sheni, we don't do that. Uh-huh. The common, the Epshiladuri Madrina, whatever we can do to make, if we're doing a makeup, you don't do the whole makeup for one person. That would be very frustrating to set up the whole classroom, like, you know, to, to go to all this trouble in the base of Migdosh to have a makeup and only one person in the whole, the whole people. So what do you do? How do you get another person? So Rashi's fascinating over here. You throw a dead creepy at him. Let's see the Rashi. <laughs> if you don't have anybody, you've got to get somebody. So uh, how are you going to, uh, what's the safest way? Uh, Rashi's the last skinny line. Shein shokten pesach shein al yachid shenikolo. That's why it says lasa. It says yaasu lushen rabim. Try very hard to make sure you have at least 
two people that do the Pesach Sheni, the Kamef Shiladuri, whatever you could do to get Tamech Haveru Lemnosu Imo Madrin in it, to get someone else. Now, how do you get some other Tame there? He go in the Tame Echad Besheretz. You throw a dead creepy, uh, you sabotage somebody to make sure. <laughs> yeah, you got to do it on Pesach Rishon. You got if you know that one person, let's say, is going to miss the Pesach Rishon, he should try to get a buddy. You know, sneak a dead, put a dead lizard in his uh, lunch, and then uh, you'll have somebody to join you. Make sure you have something. Make sure to see. Yes, see by Pesach Sheni. So that, that's just an interesting halacha. So we talked about before. It might not be so nice. Like you know, are you allowed to do that? You know the. Um, but it seems like uh, that that would be more uh, that Hashem wants Pesach Sheni. They shouldn't they shouldn't go to all that trouble for just one person. There should be at least two people on the Pesach Sheni. Okay, back to the Gemara. You you could hear that. You could hear that it's uh, um, um, okay. Um, I don't know if you have to pay him for the fact that he lost out on the first Pesach. Okay, we're at the middle of the page. Miss out on a Hallel. Right. Right. Uh, just like on the first Pesach, you're not allowed to have chametz, you're not allowed to see chametz or find chametz. I would have said the same thing. No, uh, it's only about the food. I only know it has the positive command to eat. There's also a negative command not to have leftovers. Korban Pesach has a rule, you're supposed to try to finish it. And how do you know that that also applies to Pesach Sheni? Maybe you could put it in the fridge and have it for a few days. Actually, probably the most would be two days, like a shlamin. It says by Pesach Sheni, also no leftovers. That's that's a losase that is nitzaklase. If you leave it over, you burn it. But how do you know mitzvah losa se gamemenayin? How do you know a regular lav also applies to the pesach sheni? It tells you no, don't break the bones. That also applies to pesach sheni. My prat mafurish mitzvah essay velosa se shenitzaklase velosa se gamer. Just like this specific thing that the Torah mentions by pesach sheni uh, is the positive command eat the korban pesach, and the negative command don't leave it over, and if you leave it over, burn it. And another negative command, and don't break any bones. I've called The cloud uh, uh, are included. Uh, fine. So uh, then the Gemara has one final question. The, what about the final general rule? What does that come to include? So uh, what does that come to include? So that comes to include how you cook it. It's got to be done also roasted. Prevteha my might lay. Actually, I think I read that wrong. One second. What do we... Sliesh, we include. That's from Matzisamar. Proteha, what do we? Uh, uh, this is a um, the the way we're learning about Pesach Sheni. We're noticing that it has a specific thing and a general thing, and we have a rule that a specific thing um, 
comes to in, uh, that general thing comes to include, and the specific thing comes to exclude. So in the finishing of our learning about Pesach Sheni, we need to know what are we including and what are we excluding. So bekaleha the matzah the more, and what are we including? Sli esh. That's what we're that we're including the roasting method. In the specific thing, um, what are we excluding? Hashbasisor. You don't have to destroy the chametz. So it's similar that it's, it, the food is the same way, but you don't have to destroy the chametz. Apechana. Maybe it's the other way around. Well, we have a general rule to include that it's it's similar to the first time around. It's, it's in other words, it's a cloud. A cloud means that we're marvis something. So if we including something that uh, dealing with the food, you're you're right. And we're talking about the matzah and more, but just like the matzah and more deal with the korban pesach, so the the cooking method is the same. I, I think it's it, the, the fact that it's not so specific is why the gemara says apakana. Maybe it's the other way around. Maybe it's coming to tell you that uh, um, you just uh, you're allowed uh, that you're required to get rid of the chametz. And uh, who said you need to do sliesh? In other words, because it's it's not so clear what it's referencing. But the overall way that we're learning, we're coming to include something and exclude something. So let's include sliesh and let's exclude uh, the chametz. The more said, maybe it's the other way around. Mitzvah de gufa adif. Now it's more it's more likely that we'll include something to do with the eating. Uh, now, we have another klal uprat. It says, We have a klal which repeats itself over here that don't leave it over until the morning. What do we learn out from that? And menu. And then it says, don't take it out. That's a prat. What do we, what do we exclude from that? So, um, So, what do we... Uh, uh, so, he explains... Um, Sorry, we're having a uh, just trying to figure out where to put the parentheses here. What do we learn out? What what is included in uh, "Don't leave it over until the morning"? And what's um, and that's a, a specific thing. What do we exclude? So low year of low year So the the answer is uh, lo, the we exclude lo yirav lo yimatza. the love of not having chametz that's excluded. There's there's a okay. Um, let's try it one more time. I'm sorry. So again, each we, we're going through a series of psukim by Pesach Sheni, and the psukim, the verses that describe the details both have a general and specific teaching. And we always have a rule that the general thing comes to include something, and the specific thing, uh, part of the verse comes to exclude something. And so we have another Pusik here that's uh, a, about Pesach Sheni. So the question is, what is it coming to include, and what is it coming to exclude? Uh, so Bukhala, uh, in the rule of Lo Yashur that's the general thing. Don't leave it over. What does that come to include? So just like you can't have leftovers, we include, you can't take it out. That's a different halacha. Remember we had by the first Seder that you, you, uh, you, have, you don't leave it. What about the, the specific thing? What do we exclude? We exclude lo yirav lo You're not required to remove the chametz from your house. Ay, epechana. So again, if we had a choice, 
Uh, how do we know which thing is included and which thing is excluded? We excluded, we said you're allowed to have chametz in your house. Then we included the rule that you got to eat it in one place. How do we know that? So the Lord said, mitzvah de gufa adif, again, that uh, since we're talking about the Korban Pesach, it's more likely that a detail of the Korban Pesach itself is what we're including, and we're not um, uh, including some, another detail. Basically, what's coming out is Pesach Sheni. It's really Korban Pesach Sheni. It's not that you're celebrating a whole new Pesach. You celebrated the first Pesach, but you didn't bring the Korban. So the things that are uh, repeated have to do with the Korban Pesach, not so much with what you did at home. And then we have one more uh, verse over here. Another general verse. As we turn the page. Don't break the bone. My And what do you include? And al menu no. We include that you can't eat it raw. If you remember, if you uh, wanted to eat it in a rush, uh, one of the rules of the Korban Pesach is you have to cook it enough. Uh, slaves have to eat on the rush. They don't have time to slow cook. Uh, and also, if they wanted to hurry up and finish it so that their masters wouldn't see it, they weren't allowed. It had to be slow-cooked. You're not allowed to eat it raw. So that applies to Pesach Sheni also. And what about the Prat Maikama? What do we exclude? That's the love of not shechting Korban Pesach, even if you have matzah in your, uh, chametz in your house. Epechana. Uh, let's exclude it. Mitzvah de gufa adif. No. Uh, uh, so again, this is the third limud. These are all psukim al Pesach Sheni. And what we're saying is that uh, we would rather learn out that they're telling you details about the mitzvah de guf, mitzvahs of the Pesach Sheni itself, and not mitzvahs that apply to the Pesach holiday overall. So those mitzvahs don't apply. The mitzvahs about eating this uh, Pesach Sheni do. So then we said, but the first uh, Seder, you got to do halal in eating, but not the second. Where do we know it from? The night that's part of the holiday, you say the halal. If you have a night which is not part of a holiday, it's just a makeup test, you don't say the halal. So it's interesting that the halal has to do a little bit with the festival, not just the fact that you're uh, bringing the Korban Pesach, you're having a Seder. Every, every Yantov has, has a halal to it. Okay. So Zed Toin Halal But when you bring it, you do say the halal. My timer, what's the reason? We're only excluding a night. Uh, the night, you don't say halal. This is the day. Or Now, this is uh, very interesting. I, I have my theories about this. Um, the question is, why don't, why, again, we have a specific verse that tells you that when you uh, eat the Pesach Sheni, it's not going to be such a long Seder because you don't have the halal. Our Seder takes a long time because we have the whole halal as part of the Seder, the first half and the second half. That makes it, it's a lot of, so if you didn't say halal, the Haggadah would be tiny. Um, so, but we say basically the second Seder, the Pesach Sheni, you could skip that. So, uh, but we said, when you actually bring the Corbin Pesach, that you don't skip. So how do we know? So we gave one answer just now, that maybe the Pesach only excluded at the night, but not during the day. That's one answer. But listen to the second answer. Do you think it's possible that we could bring a Corbin Pesach? Or we could take a Lula of Ein Omrim Halo? It's just not possible. <laughs> it, it almost sounds like an emotional answer. Uh, of course you say halal. <laughs> I, I don't believe the Gemara means that, but, but it's like not possible to bring a korban without saying, 
uh, a hollow on the korban. Like the it's one thing to eat the meal, okay, but to bring when you bring the korban to Hashem, the the joy that a person would have, uh, the f- connectivity, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 you know it's a mitzvah the. Uh, it's uh, it, uh, that a person connects with Hashem, it's not possible not to say hello. It's almost, like I said, it's almost like an emotional answer, which it can't be. It means that it's, uh, it's understood that you would say hello, basically, is what he's saying. Uh, uh, Rashi says, even the Dvar Mitzvah who toyn hello. It's the Dvar Mitzvah. That's why we throw in Lulav, that when you do a mitzvah, it just brings you joy. Like a, it gives you an idea that um, uh, when you do a mitzvah, like you... Yeah, a person has to focus on that about the, that there's a uh, when you do a mitzvah that it could bring you joy. Like uh, some people are stoic a little bit, but you have to you see that that's clearly part of the if the fact that you say halal is because of uh, um, it's it's part of the mitzvah then that, that that you enjoy the mitzvah. Okay, so then we say benechasli that you got to eat it roasted. Um, so Shabbos in, and you're allowed to bring this on Shabbos. You're allowed pesach sheni when you do the makeup. You're putting your your uh, um, you're putting your spit up on Shabbos and baking it. Is that going to be the same day of the week, Pesach Rishon and Pesach Sheni? Or that, um, that flips some kind of different way? I'd have to look. I'm not sure. sure. I'm not sure. Maybe it changes, right? Uh, well, if anything, uh, uh, same day of the month, not the same, bring, not the same day of the week. We bring the corporate. Uh, that's what I said. Okay. But Pesach Sheni is on the 15th. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, uh, so, so just it wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same day then. Okay, okay. So, uh, but we said that it could be done on Shabbos, but the pace, the makeup can't be done betuma, betuma lo and Not everybody agrees to that. It's an interesting question. You're getting a makeup because you can't do the first one because you're tame. What happens if that same person is still tame at the second one? Can they still do it or not? So uh, that's that's bad, bad mouth, that's bad right? He he's, he waits a whole month. He's got to do it again, and he steps in the dead creepy or whatever, or he yeah. yeah. So uh, uh, they didn't have he he was going to get the spritz, and uh, you know the I was supposed to get the vaccine, and they they ran out of supplies. He's supposed to get the spritz, and they didn't have the uh, they didn't have the spritz available. Okay, so I was into it. Masis and the local Rabbi Huda. That's not like Rabbi Huda. Tanya. The first view is you can have Pesach Sheni on Shabbos, but you can't have it if you're Tame. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, So now we turn out we have a full-fledged debate here. Can you bring Pesach Sheni if you end up being Tame for Pesach Sheni? So my time is the first to The whole reason that he didn't do it the first time, he didn't join in the whole Klau Yisrael, he didn't do it with the Jewish people, was because he was impure. And that's not the time to do it. You should do the makeup, Betuma? <laughs> what did you accomplish? Mm. Rabbi Yehuda said, The Torah gives him a chance to, to do a repeat, to do it in purity. If somehow he doesn't manage to do it, Yasa he should still do it. The Torah is trying to give him an opportunity to do it in purity. But if he can't, he should still do it, according to his view. So we have two opinions. The first time around, if it's Pesach, like uh, you do it like this year, they uh, this year, if we get to bring Korban Pesach, we're going to shecht it on Shabbos. Pesach Sheni, Pesach Sheni also. Pesach, we need Tuma. The first time around, um, it pushes off Tuma, um, uh, according to this, uh, pushes off Tuma. Pesach Sheni, Tuma. 
Pesach Sheni also pushes off Tuma. Meaning, if uh, Pesach Rishon would be if everybody's Tame, that's where it would be Docha the, uh, the Tuma. Uh, Pesach Rishon Toin Lina. It, it has to, you have to uh, stay overnight. Pesach Sheni Toin Lina. Pesach Sheni also needs to stay overnight. Docha said Tuma, when we say it pushes Tuma, that's like Rabbi Huda. Um, Rabbi Huda Toin Lina. Are you sure, like Rabbi Huda, you have to stay overnight? We learned that he said that, you know, the question is, can you grab and go? <laughs> can you uh, have Pesach Sheni and just Pesach Rishon, you got to spend the night, right? You don't leave your house until the, until the morning. How do you know Pesach Sheni? What's the story? says, It says that you wake up in the morning and you can go to your tent. That's if you eat matzah for six days, you got to stay overnight. If you don't have a whole holiday with it, ain't toin lina. So we see according to this view, you don't. So the more said, you're right. Treitana libedebihuda. Rebuda was quoted both ways as far as this uh, mitzvah of lina. Let's just see Rashi about the mitzvah of lina. I don't think we've talked about it too much. Rashi in the middle of the page, toin lina. Lila Rishon, again, everybody agrees that the first time around you have a mitzvah to stay overnight. You can't grab and go, go eat the Korban Pesach and then go back, go leave Yerushalayim. You've got to stay in Yerushalayim at least one night. And the, we have a debate about Pesach Sheni. Let's do the Rashi. The first night you have to stay in Yerushalayim. Later on, the other days you could go outside the wall. Now you can't go uh, all the way home. You can't travel that far. And you have mitzvahs to bring other korbanos once you're up for the holiday. But you're allowed to go outside the walls. That's what it means. Uh, but the first night, everybody has to be within the walls of Yushalayim. Okay. Um, okay, let's see the Mishnah. New Mishnah. So, uh, the second time around, uh, we let, uh, actually, not the second time around, the, the first time uh, around, if everybody is Tameh, and we were hinting to that, we've talked about this a few times, that if everybody's Tameh, or the majority of people are Tameh, we, we don't have to bump the Pesach Sheni, we actually allow Tameh people to join in on the first time. Pesach Shabbat Tumah, Lo Yochim, what happens about the other categories of Tumah? When we say Tumah, we mean death Tumah. But what about people that have active Tumah coming out of their bodies? That's even worse. It's not that they touched a dead body or went under a roof with a dead body. These are people that have stuff flowing out of them, or they gave birth or whatever. So what's the story with them? So they are not included in Tumah Hutcher B'Tzibar. But if they did, we don't get them in trouble if they ate. Maybe they didn't know, but they don't get in trouble. He says a shocking thing. He says that even if they go, once we take off the laws of Tumah, he says they, even if they went into the base of Migdush, they won't be in trouble. So the, the thought is that, that this has to do with eating. It doesn't have to do with going in the base of Migdush. But actually, the only way, if you say that you can, Tumah uh, it means the Kohanim or Tameh are allowed to go in the base of Migdush. So the question is, what about these other people we're saying that they would be exempt to? If you have these people with the issues, 
what happens if they ate the Pesach of Batuma? And we said they're not supposed to. Only death Tuma is supposed to. Yoch or, or creepy Tuma are supposed to. Yoch or I would have thought we'd throw the book at them. Tamulam or Koltar Yochel Basar. It says people that are pure are allowed to eat. Whereas somebody that eats from the holy meat, and they are impure when they're eating the holy meat, they'll be cut off. So those are the two mitzvahs. There's a mitzvah to eat. Um, only Tahar people should eat it. And if Tameh people eat karbanos, that's, uh, they're eating in a state of Tumah, they get cut off. So what do we learn from the, the juxtaposition? If only pure people eat it, so when an impure person eats it, we throw the book at him. If Korban Pesach is not required to be eaten by only pure people, so even though the, the people with issues aren't supposed to eat it, we won't throw the book at them. Lazar says, What about if everybody, uh, the, you know, we're, we're opening up the people that normally are outside the camp are allowed to come in. And most of them are Tamei Mesim. But what about if there's people that got stuff coming out of them? And uh, what about if they're in the crowd? You know, it's interesting. They had this, uh, um, uh, this thing in the Capitol where the people uh, uh, broke through and uh, um, they, they got into the Capitol. So there were a lot of people that were just part of the crowd. In other words, when you're part of a crowd and, and the crowd is moving, you could get crying. It's very hard not to move with the crowd. In other words, they, there were people that just uh, weren't necessarily trying to break any rules that just uh, got swept up with the crowd. So uh, what about if you happen to be a Zav and a Zav, and uh, you, there's a whole bunch of Tame people. Now, you're not going to announce to the whole world that you have stuff coming out of you. It could be embarrassing. It's for your sins, right? You're just one of the Tameim. You might just be somebody that was the Chavra Kaddisha or something. So, and you're in that group, and all of a sudden, they, the flag goes up. We're doing a Batuma this year, and everybody pushes ahead, right? So what happens if you get pushed in there too? So, Yochel Dochu Zavman Veniktus Lazara Pesach Batuma. So what happens if somehow a person who has an issue gets pushed into the temple? Yochel Yechayavan, I would say, he's not allowed to be in the temple. Let's throw the book at him. Send out of the camp anybody that has any kind of issue or impure. When you're kicking out the people that have death impurity, then you send out the people that have issues in the lepers. Once you open the door and say, people that are impure, come on in. You can't throw the book at the other people. So it's interesting. They're not specifically permitted, but if they came in, we don't throw the book at them. Next question. They were intentionally, they didn't have a choice because they were with the crowd, right? Or what? So it's not so clear. Maybe they had a choice, but the question is, what do we charge them or not? We don't kick them out. We don't kick them out. Yeah. Okay. The, the words almost sound like they pushed. <laughs> they, they pushed their way in. That's, uh, but crowds are very difficult. Being in a crowd that's pushing, it's a, it's a very difficult situation. Okay. Boy, Rabbi Yosef, he says, <laughs> So, all right, so we allow the Azora. The Azora is where they shech. That's the big area in front of the base of Migdush. So we're saying the Kohanim that are Tome, so that year they put up the flag or whatever, they yell, everyone can come on in and do their Kohanim. Even the Tome Kohanim are allowed to do it. Now, that's just for the Pesach service. 
which was in the Azorah. But once they're in the base of Migdosh, and it's very crowded in the Azorah, what happens if they went further in? They went into the Hechel. So uh, are they going to be in trouble for that or not? So again, boy, a Kohen who's Tame Mace, and he took advantage, right? Once they're letting me in, he had, he's been Tame for years, and then he goes into the Mahu. What's the story? Are we going to read him the right act or not? Well, we let him go in the Azara. Maybe he can even go in the Hechel. What he's permitted, he's permitted. What he's not permitted, he's not permitted. That's the question. Interesting question. Omer Rava. Rava says, I can learn from the Pasuk. Omer Krav Yishu Menachana. Afilu Mixes Machana. No, you, it says, send him out. It, even part, uh, even if we're not sending him out of the whole camp, you still keep him out of the Hechel, out of the sanctuary. Ikadiyamri, totally different. Omer Rava, Omer Krav Yishu Menachana, Mechutza Machana. To Shalchem, send them from in the camp to out of the camp. Koheka the Kriyin Bei El Mechutza Machana to Shalchem. When you have a mitzvah to send them out, Kriyin Bei Yishuchu Min Machana, then you send them out of the Zora. According to this way, you wouldn't have to uh, send them. He wouldn't be guilty if he ended up in the Zora. Okay, two two ways to look at it. One final uh, question. Um, boy, Rav Yosef, Dachu Tamei Mason V'Yochel Emuri Pesach Habavetuma. So, all right, so the, the, you're allowed to have the Korban Pesach Batumah. Now, uh, that's the part that we take home, that we eat on the mountain, on the Harabayas, that we eat in Yerushalayim, we eat the Korban Pesach. So that year, if people are Tameh, they're allowed to eat a Batumah. What about the part uh, that's supposed to go on the Mizbeach? So that part is never Tameh. That, that goes to Hashem. So what happens... If the Tame Mesim ate the Imurim in that Pesach, so would they be in trouble or not? Rashi, Imuri, Pesach, go and cry. They want to eat a kidney or some of the fat on the kidney. So, Mahu, Mid Ishri, Tumas, Basar, if we don't throw the book at them, we're on tomorrow's page for eating meat, Ishri, Nami, Tumas, Imurim. So maybe they're the Tumas, Imurim, they're not in trouble. Dilma, Maid, Ishri, Ishri, Maid, Low Ishri, Low Ishri. And we'll have to wait for tomorrow to find out what happens uh, to the people that are Tame who ate more than they should. Okay, we will stop here. 95A. Uh, Have a great day, everyone.